We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Well, Martha, good morning and welcome to February. It's here. Thank goodness. I hate January. <laughs> I don't like February. Like Glenn Sanchez always said, he said, the only good thing about February is the shortest month of the year. Kind of get through it. But there is some good things happening. There are. Most of the hunting seasons are over. But we got some plans. We're going to do some squirrel hunting, late season squirrel and rabbit hunting. That's This is really yep. prime time for the rabbit hunters. And a little bit later on, we're going to get you to talk about offshore fishing because that is really some prime time. It is when the weather cooperates. February can be a tempest, but mm-hmm. when the weather's good and there's no fog, it can be really, really good fishing. Well, we're also going to do a, uh, a check on the duck season. We're going to ask you... How was your duck season? Yeah, I thought so. You're not alone. <laughs> uh, between the 8 and 9 o'clock hour, we're going to have Flyway Federation members, uh, Josh Goen and Ronnie Doucette and Jeff Falls join us. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on the duck season, the migration patterns. In fact, on my website, we've got a poll I'd like for you to participate, the Outdoor Opinion Poll. It's at dontheoutdoorsguy.com. And you're going to find uh, six different options there to describe how did your season go and what do you think should be done about it. So please participate in that. And as always, text your questions and comments to us at 87870. We've got live fishing reports coming up. On, I think there's a football game tomorrow. Huh? <laughs> yes, something there's something pretty super about it, but I'm not sure anybody thinks it's super this year. Well, I'll be driving to Kansas avoiding traffic. That's yep. why I picked that time and date to Perfect drive. Perfect day to drive. There won't be many people on the road, I don't think. Well, you know, in over 30 years of doing this show, I never can remember a more egregious case of bad boys. Oh, this one's a doozy. Yeah, he set record. He, it's almost like he intentionally went out to be he the He heard there he was could. this radio show, and they had this list, and he said, I'm going to get the biggest one of all. Well, we have the bad boy of the year, and yeah. certainly he's going to be a, a contender. contender for that. With uh, It involves a bald eagle, and with that in mind, we're going to talk a little bit about the Eagle Expo coming up in Morgan City, some other outdoor calendar items, and uh, we're going to talk to a guy that you know pretty well, Chris LeCock. Uh, we're going to preview season four of Bayou Wild TV. It just keeps getting better, Don. The The production Chris does is just, I mean, he's our, he is our rock star. <laughs> Absolutely, no doubt about it. I mean, and with the advent of the drones, the yeah. technology of the cameras and uh, the eye that he's got is just a Not only does he have an eye, but what I've noticed lately, he has an ear. He's got a great ear for picking the right music to go with certain video. He and does. that's a that's a pretty unique skill. He certainly does. Well, we invite you to text us, 87870. I see they're coming in already. Questions, comments, welcome. Coastal Marine forecast. Martha, for people uh, that are getting up and getting a Super Bowl weekend well, trip in, what do you think? The key word is layers. Uh, dressing layers, it's going to be chilly mm-hmm. this morning. It's going to be a little windy on the water, I think, early, and then should calm down later in the day. Probably a little overcast to start the morning and then clearing. North wind today could make things a little dicey, but definitely fishable. Get out there for sure. Uh, should be a little better tomorrow. Yeah, I saw a change in the direction. I think it's going to go southwest tomorrow yeah. and kind of lighten up, so it should be smooth. But yep. I looked at the tide range. Average tide is 02 Good luck with that. Well, the thing, and, and Mike Gallo will always attest to this, you find choke points, tight little areas, uh-huh. and that's where you're going to concentrate the water. And if you get a little bit of wind, you get some moving water to compensate for slack tide. But uh, nothing to write home about as far as the conditions. But then again, it is the month of February. 
All right, we'll be right back after this. And also want to remind you about a blood drive, very important, going on today. We'll talk to Robbie Campo more about that and also get your fishing report from down in St. Bernard Parish where the fish roam. And Robbie Campo puts shrimp in your bait bucket. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? We'll be right back after this timeout. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Martha, did you hear Robbie Campo pick up the phone? Robbie, wake up. You there, Robbie? I'm here. He's there. I'm here. Oh, he's always there. He's always there unless he's frozen in the tundra somewhere trying <laughs> no, to kill him. No, deer. Robbie's the only person that thinks 15 degrees is not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. As long as you dress right, you know, sit out there for hours. You know, one day they're going to have to chip him out of there with a It's going to be pick. like the scene from that movie where Jack Nicholson's <laughs> yeah, frozen in the that. ice block. Yeah, that could be him. <laughs> Robbie, what's going yeah, on down I, there, buddy? It's not that cold down there, huh? Uh uh-uh, uh uh it's not that bad. We got a we got a steady ten mile an hour wind blowing out of the northwest. Uh I checked the water temperatures. Water temperatures still right here at Lake Bonner's fifty eight point four, so that's that's doable for trout today. Um uh, you know, um Thursday was you know early part of the week was not too good. Um Thursday was a cloudy day, overcast most of the day. And I had some boats go out uh, Thursday and did <clears throat> did pretty good. Um, had two boats in particular went up the channel, fished live shrimp uh, about four miles up the channel from here behind Verrett. They picked up 50 a boat, so they they wound up catching two limits up there. Had a guy go up and uh, behind the Rosita. They fished uh, plastics up in the Rosita Bayou, and they wound up catching 50 back there. So uh, it's doable. Um, you just got to fish a soft plastic down on the bottom, and you just got to let them take it. It's it's not anything that's fast. You know, we're in a wintertime pattern here. Um, but the, I thought the water would be a lot colder than it is, but we did have some sunshine yesterday, so I guess it did. It warmed up a little bit, and, you know, it's, it, it's not as cold as I thought it was going to be. But uh, nevertheless, they're still acting like uh, a wintertime pattern bite, even yesterday. Um, had a boat go up in the Bluffs and Marsh behind Bayou Sioux and St. Marlow back there and caught 50 back there. So, I mean, there is some trout to be caught. You just got to just gotta be patient because it just don't, you know, it's not eating up like in the springtime. So you just got to be patient and put your time in. But um, if you wanted to go fish sheephead, uh, a lot of people like to do that this time of the year. The long rocks with dead bait by the cut, and you catch all you want. Um, it'd be a little bouncy getting out there, but they are there. Uh, redfish, redfish is kind of easy to get. Uh, been catching plenty of redfish and bass up behind Lena Lagoon, and and then they're back over here behind Hope Dale. You know, going towards Delacroix, they're catching all the redfish you want back there. You just you to just go back there in them ponds and fish the windy banks and get on them. And uh, uh guy's been doing pretty good with, with redfish. So uh, there are some fish to be caught. Just If you're going to look for trout, though, be patient. Stick it out. Um, I think the tide is going to move a little bit better than it did yesterday. I think uh, So, you know, find some pinch points and just get there and be patient. That's all I can tell you. It, you know, it's just wintertime pattern. Robbie, what size are those trout they're catching? There was a couple of nice limits you talked about there coming in. They look like not, uh, most of the, most of them was like you know thirteen, fourteen inch fish. I mean, it's nice fish. It's just you know it's uh, you know 
<laughs> 12 and enough is good, but you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you want, you know, everybody want, you know, wants to get a three pound trout, but that that's just not the case. I mean, it's, it's basically uh school trout, you know, but it's, um, you know, it, it did happen. And, um, Hey, like I said, you just, these guys didn't get back till two thirty in a day. I mean, they left at seven o'clock in the morning. They fished at two o'clock in a day. So it, it's a long day now. Yeah, like I said, you got to put your time in, but it is doable. You can that water you know, temperature, you, you know, to be thought. That where you're saying it's still a wintertime pattern. You know, the water temperature you said is 58, but I wonder down. You know, you go 10, 12 feet down, it might be significantly colder down there where they're hanging out. So they might be just a little different water column. Well, I'm sure I mean. I'm sure there's some kind of thermal layer. That Absolutely. Way, where they're feeling comfortable in, you know, but uh, you know, for the most part. Um, you know, it was, that's what they, you know, the guys that fished, they said, man, look, we fished a soft plastic and let it bounce off the bottom. And, you know, and it was a, it was a real faint bite. And, you know, he yeah. said, you had to, you had to just be watching the tip of the rod. He said, cause it would look like barely take it. Now these guys yeah. that fished up channel fish live shrimp and, uh, said same thing. Just, just, you just got to. Pay attention. If you if you if you fooling around in a boat and you're not paying attention to that rod, you're not getting them. He said you just had to pay attention to what's going on. But you know, um, 58.4 is not really bad for this time of the year. I thought the water, you know, usually in February it's, you know, but we did we're supposed to have some sun today. It's going to warm up. They said so. Hey, if it does, if that happens, you know, water temperature makes 60. Hey, it's, it could turn on and be three feet under a cock. You just got to try. It's crazy how things, such but... a little difference can make such a huge bite difference. <laughs> yes, and, and, and you're right. But I would, I would definitely start. I would definitely start a little bit deeper before I went. You know, trying to fish. Uh, trying to, just trying to fish. Um, you know, uh, on the, uh, you know, uh, uh, springtime pattern. I would definitely start like. Uh, you know, if you're going to fish a cork, I would try to use a slide cork maybe five or six feet down before I, before I did anything. That yeah. would be the first step. So, yeah. with that, well, that said, leaving that shrimp, that leaving that shrimp on the bottom and that light tick tick, I, I know what that's all about. A guy taught me a trick about that years ago. He was catching them and feeling them, and I wasn't. And the difference was I was relying on feeling the rod tip. And he had the line on his finger. So he was feeling the line move. Even if it wasn't enough to even move the tip, he would still feel the bite and be able to set the hook. So that's one little thing you can do is put that line on your finger and then watch both the tip and also for the feel. When that line moves right or left on your finger or back and forward, set the hook. Hook sets are free. They don't cost nothing. Yeah, you know, that, you as many nope, as you want. You're right. <laughs> and there are different techniques for it, just whatever, you, whatever you're used to, but you know, these guys said, you know, you got to watch the end of the rod. Look, I seen the fish in the box, so I know they had them. So you know, <laughs> it worked. Whatever that. works. Yeah, you get a limit. It sounds like they were on a mission, too. But, Robbie, before you go, let's at, talk about that blood drive today. It's going on at St. Catherine, Siena, and Metairie. Is that today or tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's tomorrow, tomorrow. February 2nd. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. And uh, so, what was uh, the time on it? Do you remember the time they were going to be out there? You know what, Don? Um, I'd be lying to you if I told you. I do not remember the time, but I know it is tomorrow. Um, and I think everybody need. You know, look if you got if you got a spare minute, please go over there and donate this blood for Lenny. Uh, Lenny Labiche's 
you know, the, the family would appreciate it. Um, you know, he's got a, it's something, it's a good cause. Um, you know, the blood I'm, banks I'm all going, around are really struggling right now, so it's just a good idea. You know, even if, yeah, if it, he it, can't directly take absolutely. that blood type, everybody mm-hmm. needs it. Yes, that's Yeah, exactly he was the, right, the, the duck hunter that was injured in the accident a few weeks ago. So if right, you can right. uh, so spare some blood, uh, make a trip by It's there probably going to be in the morning with the Super Bowl in the afternoon. Uh, it's I would say be. it's like yeah, a 10 to 2 kind of Catherine, thing. St. Catherine, Siena, it's right there on Metairie Road, close to yeah, uh, Bonneville. I would think it's so. between Bonneville <laughs> yeah. and, and the 17th yep. Street Canal. Yeah. yeah hey, if you I get mean, a customer named... Absolutely. Um, I donated a, about a month ago, so I'm not eligible yet. Yeah, you've been but. looking a little pale for a while. <laughs> <laughs> if you get a customer named uh, Mr. Danny from Mississippi, you tell him I said hi, okay? All right. I will do that. All right. All right give him, the, give him well, the Martha Spencer discount. <laughs> absolutely. All right. All right. So I'll see you, I'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Yes, bye-bye. sir. Thank you, Rob. There he goes, Robbie Campo. All right. Coming back after this, so get to some of your text messages. 870-870, that's how you can get it in, and we'd love to hear from you. Also going to run down some of those meetings, and I am going to really ask the speckled trout fishermen to show up at these meetings, complaining on Facebook and voicing you, you but you got to get involved yep. personally because they don't take Facebook into consideration when they set regulations. It's in-person comments. We'll tell you how to do it when we come back on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. You know, a lot of people uh, cook special game or seafood fish dishes for a Super Bowl party. So I'd like for somebody to tell me, what are you going to be cooking tomorrow for your Super Bowl party that has to do with wild game, maybe seafood or fish? Text us at 870-870. we got some texts coming in. I bet you a lot of crawfish get boiled tomorrow. Yeah, poor crawfish. You know, they don't stand a chance. Hey, you know, did you see that it's going to be a, apparently a banner year for crawfish? I guess I something so. with the All weather water. this winter. Been a mild winter, and we got a Wet. lot of Have you seen the river? Have you crossed the river? Let it's, see. It's, ooh, I think it's around 16. Yeah, it's, it's still up going. there. They're monitoring it daily. But I've had crawfish a couple times, and they've been pretty impressive for this time of year. Not too scrawny like they usually are. They've been mm-hmm. really good. You could go for some crawfish. All right, we got Toby's out there. Him and Gary are He's down. He's always out there. He's, yes, he is. <laughs> uh, they're down in Carnarvon on this fine, blustery morning fishing the bass tour in Carnarvon. Hopefully five big girls will be on the boat ride back. Yeah, it is going to be a little breezy out there. Good uh, luck. Justin and the Gentilly Wildlife Refuge said the possum family is walking around at night. That's what they do, and the squirrels are camp- scampering daily. I get no sleep. You know what I've noticed a lot? The blackbirds in the morning. The, the just big swarms of birds just... Right at daybreak, well, I'll they tell you go what nuts. I noticed yesterday, and I was welcome. The robins yeah. finally started to show up. They used to be here a lot earlier than this, but they're here now. Someone wanted to throw out there that I-10 is closed at Veterans. This was sent about 20 minutes ago. Um, anybody coming from Aplos might want to check an alternate route. Just check your you know, cell phone app or whatever because yep. it might be cleared up by now. When should the sheephead spawn start? Looking for fish in Grand Isle. I think they're down there now. Right now. And uh, you can go offshore and catch them at the rigs. We'll talk the to shallow Dallas rigs, yeah, yeah, like 20 yeah, footers, uh-huh, yep. yeah. Not out there where you go. No, no but the, those close ones, yeah. Right, we'll talk to Daryl. And, and oh, I've seen them diving on those rigs, and they are piled up. Yeah. Just Great hanging for out. The, for spearfishing. Oh, they're the easiest thing to shoot out there. They Bow just fishing, hang out. too. They're yep. a nice wide target. Good morning, Martha and Don. Might be a little chilly this morning, but I know for a fact the tomatoes are biting. It's going to be a beautiful day no matter what you do. Waiting for the weather to warm up to head out and do some crabbing with the hubby. That's from the tomato lady. Hi, Ann. 
Got some reports uh, in Grand Isle. Yep, we'll get to that soon. Uh, any reports near Des Almonds and Lake Buff? It should be some uh, Sakale. Okay, here's the, uh, here's the time. The, the blood drive oh, time okay. for Lenny Labiche is from 7 a.m. until 3 in the cafeteria at St. Catherine. And right. apparently that accident also on I-10 is not cleared yet. Oh, that's great. We got uh, our listeners are helping us out there. Thank you very much for that information. Um, don't and bl- donating blood is so easy. I mean, you'll you'll be in and out of there in thirty yeah. minutes if there's a lot of people there. Sometimes you can get. I've literally gone in and spent ten minutes from signing the papers to taking the samples to donating blood. It's so easy. And you know, I was involved in one of the, the largest blood donation days that was ever recorded with Oxner uh, Hospital. They came out to uh, my alma mater, Archbishop Rummel, when uh, Steve Scalise was shot, right. the elected official in Washington. And uh, I was there doing a special broadcast on the air. And, I mean, just people were just pouring in off of there and giving their blood. And the Very thing, generous. People. The thing with blood drives are everybody can use your blood. Now, this gentleman, uh, Lenny, may be a certain blood type, and you may not be, but... The thing is, the more people that donate, the odds are that there's something better for him to receive. And then if you're not a match for him, it goes to somebody else in need. Yeah, I think it, it, they call it a blood bank because you can draw from it and then people who donate goes into the bank. You exactly. don't actually get it the blood from that person. It doesn't literally go to no, that person, no. but it, it makes the supply there. And, you know, when you see these accidents, situations like this, they, he might have had 20 blood transfusions easily. Probably more than that. Probably more. So... They do go through the blood that gets donated, so make sure every three months you're getting out there. All right, we'll uh, come back and get to some more of your text messages. Uh, by the way, we were asking you, and we're going to be talking with Chris LeCock, our editor for Bayou Wild TV. Uh, season 4, he's going to preview. Uh, we've got some great programming coming up. If you didn't catch this week's show, uh, check it out because it is kind of a sneak preview of some of the features that we did. But it's just a few, and we've got a lot of them. He'll tell you more about them. And um, I'm going to talk more about the speckled trout situation. There's a series of uh, public hearings have been scheduled and why it's very important for you to go out there. Text us at 870-870. And if you've got a favorite person, a celebrity, a notable person, an athlete, entertainer, high-profile person, a chef maybe, that you think you'd like to see on a Bayou Wild TV feature, text us who it is. We've got a pretty long list developing, and uh, we'll see if we can make it happen for you. We'll be back right after this timeout. See Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Martha, we're going to get to those texts in just a minute. I'm going to kind of run down real quick the uh, locations for those speckled trout public hearings. But I want to talk about an event we got to go to this week, the John Foltz winning the night. Ella Brennan Award for Hospitality. What an incredible life story that guy has got. And he shared that story. He went to the podium and just he was so moved. And his crew of people out at White Oak, uh, they actually managed to keep it a secret up until a couple days he got to he got to know a few days before so he could prepare something, but he didn't know he was receiving the award for months. We've known for months, and he was kept in the dark, which was a wonderful surprise for him. But he did share a lot of his little humble beginnings story, and I think a lot of people were very moved. What was also impressive was how many people from around the world came out. Talking, I, well, there had to have been about ten different nations. It was there. like the United Nations. It really was. Uh, he's been, he's been loved and dealt with and, and spread his. I heard it, more languages there than I did in all of my years in <laughs> high no, school. There was Italy. There was Germany. There was Africa. There was France and a, a couple of other ones uh, that he has just made lifelong friends there. And then that story he told about uh, losing his uh, his mother mm-hmm. when he was eight years old, and they had ten kids in the family, and. Uh, the the black lady down the lane Mary, came by and yep. said, Mary, and, and taught him how to cook and said, we're going to help you raise these kids. Just an incredible story. And I think that's probably 
was his motivation for all the philanthropy that he does. He exactly. is one of the most generous giving people you'll ever meet. And I've heard the story, you know, just in reading, but to hear him specifically say it with the emotion and the exact words that she told him when he was a little boy, that's the stuff we hadn't really heard, mm-hmm. and that was really neat. And the woman that raised him's two granddaughters were there, and they were about the same age yeah. as John, yeah. and uh, they came from out of state and came up and greeted him, and that was really neat. And his brother came from out of state, two mm-hmm. brothers, I think. He has, what, eight siblings? Well, he had eight siblings. Yeah. He's lost but, a, um, a couple, I think. Big and, family, so. Yeah, and I've, I've gotten to meet his oldest brother, Royley. In fact, we did a feature on River Shrimp, and he still lives in that house on the river yep. levee that that family grew up in all those years ago. Incredible story, John Foltz. Uh, he's our chef on Bayou Wild TV. We're very proud to have him, and he's got some great recipes that he'll be coming up and with. And he also had his school of Nickel State Right, uh, Culinary, Culinary Institute. Institute. Mm-hmm. He had probably 75 students from that academy there cooking for the event, and he brought them all on stage. And that I was had really no cool. idea that was the first university ever to have a four-year yeah, culinary either. degree. It was all Put done by them the, on the map. The, you know, the Votex up until yep. that time. What a great accomplishment. All right, right after this station identification pause, we'll get to some of your texts at 870-870, and also tell you about those speckled trout management hearings that are coming up. Very, very important. Right after we let our local stations identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, beginning on February the 10th, that's a Monday, we will have uh, all across the state very important hearings on uh, potential spotted sea trout management, uh, talking about adjusting and changing regulations, closing or putting in seasons, different management options. There's a lot to talk about, and it's very important that they get the input from the recreational fishermen. Uh, Monday, it will be at the North Branch Library in Gray. These are all 6 o'clock, except uh, uh, a couple of meetings, which are at 5 uh, the Baton Rouge meeting is Wednesday, February 12th. Lafayette Council Chambers, that's going to be Thursday, February 13th. The one in Baton Rouge is at the Wildlife and Fisheries Headquarters. Uh, February 20th, Slidell Municipal Auditorium, I'll be at that one. Wednesday, February 26th, the Epps Memorial Library in Lake Charles. Thursday, February 27th, Rapides Parish Extension Office in Alexandria. And the final one is the last day of the month, Saturday, February 29th, Lincoln Parish Library in Ruston, Louisiana. Uh, If you haven't heard any of our shows the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about this. Wildlife and Fisheries has determined that for at least the last six years, the speckled trout population in Louisiana has been overfished, and because of that, it is no longer at a safe spawning potential. So they need to leave an additional 20% over what's being left in the water, and how we get there is the big question. Will it be slot limits, uh, raising the minimum size, cutting the, the, the daily creel limits, closing seasons, uh, maybe limiting fishermen? There's a lot of world of options. The process is the public gets their opinion, and really it's most important that you go there and listen. Hear what they have to say. Understand the science right. before you make a, a Facebook An post arbitrary. and you decree what you think. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to see this. This will work. You don't know that unless you know the science. And, and there's Pretend been a it's of like one done. of those book reports you had to do in school where you had to back up what you were saying. Exactly. Give the reasons for it. And we're right. going to be doing a lot more shows on that topic, too, as well as the duck crisis. And that's coming up at 8 to 9 this morning. Uh, got a couple texts we yeah, got time for? Yeah, lots of people for? are up okay. and out this morning. Jay is in Myrtle Grove, and he uh, – actually, I'm not sure – 
Okay, I think that's he's a talking text. about the ducks. Yep. All right, we got somebody on a rabbit hunt today, hoping for a mess of rabbits. Always a good time. Looking forward to a beautiful day. A friend of mine was cooking rabbits the other day and made me so hungry. Mm-hmm. All right, duck season closes too early. Just when we get a push of ducks and some weather, the season ended. Southeast Louisiana is in the end of the flyway and should be last to close, yet states north of us stay open for weeks after us. The low water excuse is BS. Larry Reynolds is more beholden on crawfish farmers than duck hunters. Larry Reynolds, of course, the state waterfowl study leader. Um, you know, and you're going to get a chance to, to voice your opinion on the duck seasons. You know, every, we, we've got to set them now for five-year increments, and it's coming up. It's due to either keep what we have with splits and zones and dates or change that and again you need to show up i've been to some of these public hearings 10 or 12 people show up it's not enough if you really want to complain about it and get something to, it's like complaining about your local officials and you don't vote you know you gotta you gotta participate yep mike smith he said hey guys the grass isn't always greener we went to arkansas four hunters in three days got three ducks who should have stayed in delacro <laughs> <laughs> and that is a five-time state duck calling champion so it, it hasn't been good in many of the southern states, and we're going to talk a lot more about that. I've been calling it a duck crisis, and I truly believe that's where we are. What will we do about it? All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, get Jeff Brule on. It's time for a freshwater report. And freshwater fishing should be coming into its peak, although, wow, across the pearl yesterday, whoo, high and dirty. We'll get some options for you from Jeff right after this timeout. Bass and Freshwater Fishing Report with Jeff Brules brought to you by Berkeley, a division of pure fishing. You know them for the Berkeley line of gulp baits, crappie, bass, inshore, and offshore saltwater baits, line of all kinds, whether you're using mono, braid, or fluorocarbon, and thousands of fishing accessories, everything from a catfish flipper to a waist scale to fillet knives. If it's for fishing, Berkeley's got it, a division of pure fishing. Good morning, Jeff. Morning. How y'all doing this morning? Jeff, well. you on the road this morning? Yeah. I'm actually sitting in Jacksonville, Florida. You got to do that bass tournament? No, I wish. Ah, I what you doing over there? I fishing yesterday. Well, I went down to Disney. I had a little trip, and my wife won a trophy. I got her. She's a tournament fisherman now. We fished a, a <laughs> Disney tournament, and uh, she come in uh, second place and got a little trophy. So, And I, she beat me, so I won't live it down for a long time. Wow. No, you will not. No, this Are is... there mouse ears on the trophy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they got just a little Mickey on the side of it, but um, she was proud and happy and caught one of the bigger fish. And it was tough. The weather over here is just like it is at home. It's a little too cold and water everywhere, rain and cloudy. And the Florida stream bass do not like that at all. They like a little bright, kind of warm periods, and they they bite better when the conditions are like that. But if you're looking for a road trip, and that's what you need to do, um, lakes up in North Louisiana, Caney, Caddo, Listino, places like that. Yeah, so if they're not too flooded, uh, you can get on them and catch some fish because you know, with the warm-ups we've had, the fish are staging up. They're a little deep still, but I've seen some good reports uh, from those lakes in the last couple weeks. So if you need to just get out and get away, that's the thing to do. I went bass fishing in my kayak a couple days ago, and I noticed the bite was not as strong i guess like it, it wasn't as aggressive as you would get on a warmer day it was kind of more of a lethargic bite yeah, when you you get those water temperatures in those nice cycle, eh? yeah it was uh and they were deeper too they were still that kind of mm-hmm. wintertime deep water down at the bottom kind of thing not where i would not where i would throw it on a sunnier day i guess but yeah the um up on the north shore i've, I've heard several people talking about good sockley reports big sockley 
Yeah, if you get into some of the ponds and uh, some of the places like that that have clean water, the pearls and some of the rivers right now are so high, it's hard to even fish them. But, yeah, you get out there and get the right conditions. And, uh, you know, sometimes the marsh lower marsh areas like in Bayou Lacombe and stuff, you can can catch a lot of sockeye there. I know Lacombe has been kind of a hot spot, but I need to get with Mr. Green. He's an expert over there and maybe get it. Keith Flusher to give y'all a good report on that, but I think that those fish are coming back on those rivers, so it's going to be a good spring. And Mr. Green does those free Thursday night uh, fishing uh, seminars, ex- seminars mm-hmm. at Bayou Adventure. So if you want to get the inside know-how, go over there. Guy spent all his whole lifetime fishing in that area. Uh, you know what you got to run on right now, Jeff? Is freshwater catfish. I don't know if you yep. saw Jeremy oh, yeah. uh, Patterson uh, from the Dixie in Ranch. In his P-Rog. In his P-Rog. He cane, made, cane went a cane pole, did it old school. But I'm also getting reports from Lake Bourne, and, yeah. you know, Shell Beach, places where you don't normally catch freshwater cats. They're showing up, and I'm sure that's a result of that Bonnie Carey spillway pushing them in. Yeah, yeah the river dumps a lot of uh, fish in. Uh, a lot of people don't know, like the flathead catfish, the blue cats, they will migrate along Lake Shore shore of um, Lake Pontchartrain and go in the rivers. I know one of the boys who work, cousin worked for wildlife and fishery, and they set out funnel nets certain times of the year. Usually it's in May when they start moving into the rivers to spawn, April and May, and they would set funnel nets to catch them and record their weights and tag a few for you know future reference. But, yeah, they do come in and out of the rivers, but you're right, the Mississippi River is it's just a fish machine. It dumps so many fish, especially catfish out seen guys catching them down in Delacroix and all these diversions. They're throwing a lot of freshwater fish in our, our fisheries. Jeff, uh, Chef Kevin Belton stopped me the other day. He's the uh, WWL-TV uh, chef, and he's got a sockele spot, and he was wanting to know at what water temperature they spawn. They're just like the bass, 58 to 62. If you get a pretty I constant. I thought 60 was the median. That's what I told him, yeah. Yep, yep, 60 degrees, just basically 60 degrees. It's not just like one day. you got to have about a week of that. Once it kind of gets mm-hmm. about a stable period of about a week of about 60-degree water temps, uh, you know, your days get longer, that helps. Uh, you get some sunshine, that helps. And like, usually northern parts of the, the lake you fish in or the waterway, anything that's protected and facing from the north, uh, that usually warms up a little bit quicker. You check those places. Uh, but you can, this time of year, they gather deep. And if you can find them where they're staging to come up to spawn, so you might know that a northern bank that's going to have them, where you come out and you fish six to eight foot, maybe ten foot, depending how deep your lake is or your waterway is, and you might find them fishing with, say, a roadrunner or something, just dragging kind of slow on the bottom. And you find them stacked up like that, you can really catch a lot before they ever come up shallow to spawn. Yeah, and putting your structure out on your spot is a big, big plus. Uh, just ask Frankie Dunwater, the king yeah. of the Tickfall River. He won't tell you where it is, but he'll tell you to do it. Uh, Jeff, are you done fishing there in Florida, or you got another trip planned before you head back? I'm done. I'm going to head back probably tonight, early in the morning. I'm going to go visit some friends, and my wife's cousins are over here from New Orleans. They moved uh, because of jobs, but <clears throat> we visited with them, so it's more of just a visit trip. I uh, bought a few poles, and they got some subdivision ponds, and I tried that. But it seemed like they were kind of boy to fish. They not a lot of cover. They huh. did the old grass carp, we're going to get rid of the grass thing. And when they do that, they get rid of the fish along with it. So don't don't get rid of your grass in your, in your lakes and stuff unless it's, you know, really bad. But those grass carps, when they, once they eat all the grass, it's nothing for the bait yeah, and the minnows know, and all that. We know what happened to Caney. 
They they are nearly destroyed Caney Lake, you know, because they introduced those carp to clean up the grass and they went went berserk. Uh, okay, Jeff. Well, look. Uh, now that we know we can get Ada Brule to fill in, we'll do uh, bass fishing with <laughs> Ada Brule next time if you need a break. You know. Uh, well, she could do one in Spanish and English for you, so she's good. <laughs> so she knows both Another languages. plus. Jeff, did yep. you recently acquire some Wahoo? Is that why you uh, sent that text in? No, I have a buddy. You know how it is. If you're the only guy they know that fishes, you get to get it, field all the fishing questions. And I'm uh-huh. not an offshore guy, so so I've, I've broiled it before, but I've never. He loves black and fish, so he's asking me if he could black and wahoo. And I said, oh, I've never you heard of black that. black and wahoo. So I was going to ask you. But I, I, okay. Yeah, it's, it would be good, but I honestly think wahoo is such a good flavored fish. It's probably the least fishy fish you'll ever eat. And I think the best way to eat it, honestly, is raw. Or tell him to bronze it, which is a lighter version of blacking. It doesn't get the black charred charcoal taste, which Uh overpowers it. But use like a Louisiana fish fry mix or your favorite type and just put it in there and put a little olive oil and and, and just don't get it quite as hot. You do not have to dress Wahoo up. It is a very, very fine tasting fish. I cook it in a skillet with some butter, salt, pepper, a little garlic salt, and you're good to go. And if he wants to just throw it away, tell him to call us. Yeah, call us. Don't throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, thanks for the report. Enjoy your vacation, my friend. We'll see you when you get back. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Martha. Have a good one. All righty. When we come back, Daryl Carpenter, people want to know about fishing in Grand Isle. They want to know about sheephead. They want to know about trout. He'll have some answers for you coming back right after this. Martha, that texture, what do they want to know about sheephead in Grand Isle spawning? They wanted to know when the spawn began because they wanted to go down to sheep, uh, Grand Isle to catch sheephead. Well, we got a sheephead fisherman on the line with us, Daryl Carpenter. He and I did our last trip together. We were targeting those sheephead. They're great fish. They're underutilized, and they're underrated. Daryl, when is prime time for a sheephead spawn? Should be later this month and going into March. That'll be, and a lot of times they what will happen there is, is they'll kind of get away from being really stacked up inshore, and they'll be stacked up at the nearshore rigs just off of the coast. And if, if you've ever really wanted to just sink the boat with sheephead, that's when you hit them. Uh, like I said, late February, early March, they'll start spawning and then catch them right there at those inshore rigs, and it's it's one stop shop until your predators show up. Of course, you gotta. You got to worry about your little sharks and everything that'll start showing up and destroying all your tackle. But and a lot of times you can either you can either drift them down on a on a jig head next to the rig leg, just drift drift your shrimp down, or uh, utilize the uh, the the heck done. I'm all of a sudden the age is starting to show up. The the drift carks, the the, the sliding cork. Depth, yeah, the sliding cork. That's what I'm looking for. You start utilizing the sliding cork. You can throw it right inside the middle of the rig on a, on those slack current days and just let that sliding cork hold it at whatever depth you want. And you, trust me, you'll you'll all but sink the boat with them. But I would recommend if you're going to fish those rigs to probably use braid because they those sheephead are all they race all over the place and they'll cut you off. So get you something. Oh yeah, good. most definitely. Yeah, you got a lot of toothy critters down there. The sharks, the rig legs, and everything else. Martha, do a lot of the spear fishermen get them this time of year? Um, no, because most of us spear fishermen are a little too, um, how shall we say, not inclined to get into fifty-five degree water. Pansy, pansy, <laughs> is that the word you're looking for? Not for sheephead. I'd rather, you okay. know, if they're so easy to catch on run reel that I'm not putting my on wetsuit on for them. They Darryl, are fun to shoot, though. Daryl, what else is going on? Any trout showing up lately, or does this weather got things kind of up and down? Well, Don, on what I mean, it, it was a tough week. It was a tough week this week with, with weather-wise, and we didn't get on the water much because we had a big construction project going on. Uh, the side of the road held its own. 
it, it really did. You know, there was a, the majority of the trout catch coming from immediately around the island is, has been off the side of the road this week. And what it lacked in numbers, it made up for in some really good fish. Uh, there were some really nice sized fish caught off the side of the road. Uh, mostly minnows on the bottom. Some of those floating baits or some of those some you know some of those suspended baits. They've been doing really well on them. Um, the redfish. The one thing that's been really amazing this year is I don't care how hard the wind blows, I don't care what direction it blows from. You give it you know 24 hours and the water just cleans up amazingly well. But, you know, this past week, and, and you and I have, all the years we've spent on the water, we've seen this before, too. This past week, the redfish were in packs. Clean, clean water, you could see them. They wouldn't eat nothing. <laughs> I mean, I don't care what you they, threw at them. You could watch them. They, they just swim right they, past them. Yeah, they, they get like that. Daryl, thanks for the report. If you would, give us a telephone number real quick. 225-937-6288. Go catch a sheephead. We'll see you next week. And we'll be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.